Hey, you've tuned into Geeky Elite Radio. Good luck. Hey, Mitch. Well, you know, it's it is February and love is in the air and there's all these amazing things that are going on, but this is this isn't the the, the springtime love. This is this is spring related, but it's definitely a rebirth. Oh. That's right, folks. Rebirth. That's what we're going to talk about. I see what you did there. I hope it worked. <laughs> uh yeah, DC Comics has announced that they are doing a big crossover event by the name of Rebirth. Yeah, I am. I am totally excited. Um, question I want to ask you real quick to start. Okay. The first time you heard Rebirth, I'm, I'm sure it's safe. Well, okay, in comic books at least. <laughs> we all took general, you know, biology. <laughs> but uh, faith courses, who knows. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but uh, the first time you heard about Green Lantern Rebirth, where were you? Where was I? I don't know. What, what, what year well, was that again? Let's see. That was 2004, so maybe 2003 they might have been making announcements. Uh, so I would have been in college in Tempe, uh, probably getting, getting my, my comic books through the mail, um, reading up on, uh, you know, I, I, at that time I had a huge collection going. I had a huge uh, month-to-month, week-to-week habit. Oh. <laughs> So it would have been, uh, it would have probably been in a lot of different books, and and then I would have been worried about what was going to happen to Kyle because Kyle was oh, by Green Lantern. That's true. I see, and it's funny because I'm on the other side of the fence. Like, I remember, I think it was Wizard. Remember Wizard Magazine, Wizard the Comics Magazine. Oh man, you know, spending an extra six to seven dollars for this book to tell us what's going on. But you know, we didn't have Newsarama, Comic Book Resources, Bleeding Cool. You know, all these other websites throwing out news about comic books, you know, it was so rare. And, um, oh man, I was, I was just bewildered when, you know, they were saying, all right, Hal's coming back, but not as, you know, Parallax, not as Spectre. Not as Spectre, because that's what, yeah, that's yeah. who he was at the time. Yeah, we're coming back full throttle, Green Lantern Rebirth. Oh man, I was over the moon. Um, I remember I went to the San Diego Comic Con. Like the Comic Con right before the book started coming out, and that year I was really lucky. George Perez was there, so I got my four copies of JLA Avengers issues one through four, and I'm like, "Hey, is it okay if you sign these?" And he's like, "Yeah," and he signs them for me, and then he's like, "Do you want a sketch?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah," you know. <laughs> and so I got my little art book there, and he, he does a sketch. And he's like, "Well, who do you want?" I'm like, "Oh, Green Lantern, how Jordan." And while he's sketching it, I even asked him, I said, so what do you think of Green Lantern Rebirth? And he just looks at me and he's like, what the hell is that? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it felt funny to have to like, oh, my gosh, well, you're in the industry. Let me tell you about it. So, oh, man, I was just, I was so ecstatic. I was so ecstatic. I mean, Ethan Van Scriver, his art is beautiful. Uh, Jeff Johns, you know, very much at the height of his writing. And it was just wonderful. And what I got to say, I think it was issue five. The handshake. What a cool moment. You know, Hal Jordan is fighting Sinestro in space. Kyle Rayner pops up and, <laughs> you know, he puts the whole, like, Green Lantern symbol in Sinestro's back with the arrows. And he's like, all he says, hi. <laughs> you know, you're like, what? And then next thing you know, Sinestro flees. And they're like, all right, there's a big crisis. And Hal's just like, hold on, stop. We got to do this right. Hi, I'm Hal Jordan. Kyle Rayner. <laughs> yeah, Kyle's like, well, I'm Kyle Rayner. But that was so awesome because, unfortunately, you know, the, 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 the torchbearer, the torch being passed on, you know, it was a painful way they did it for Hal fans, you know. And for Kyle, he, he grew as a hero. I mean, it's a great journey 
of a brand new hero to watch, to read him, you know, <laughs> to read him written by somebody else other than his creator, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ron's stories of Kyle Rayner aren't so great, oh, but, uh, you know, other, like Grant Morrison oh, writing. Right? Kyle Rayner came off really great. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I think we've style. talked about that in Imagine If many times about uh, how Kyle Rayner did in uh, Grant Morrison's JLA. Yeah, he, he definitely grew the character, grew him a lot. But then, you know, the, as, as the Torchbearer, and we'll, we'll get to, you know, more stuff, but as the Torchbearer, he went through, a, I, I would say he went through a lot. I mean, even to the point where he had, he collected uh, what, uh, all, all of the power of the Green Lanterns, the power of the Green Lantern that was in the sun that they used to re- reignite the sun during Final Night. I yeah, yeah, that was what led him to become Ion. Ion, exactly. Yeah, and so that, almost, that was cool. <laughs> the most godlike he'd ever gotten. There. Well, you, you know, it's funny. Because we always get, you know, Hal Jordan is the greatest Green Lantern. But if you think about this, it's only been Kyle Rayner and Soto Matt who have possessed the Green Lantern entity. Mm-hmm. Hal didn't do it. I was surprised. I thought that would be like a big moment, you know, like, okay, he was possessed by Parallax. I mean, they even went out of their way to put Kyle in there so that way we could be like, oh, well, you know, it could happen to the best of us mm-hmm. if it'll happen. But, you know, we never saw Hal... You know, take on get the ion. You know, get the ion. So, but yeah, no, it, it, heck of a character, um, Judd Winnick. You know, I, I haven't been. You know, Judd Winnick and and oh, what was the other one? Ben Rab. They mm-hmm. were the ones that took over the reins of Kyle after Ron Mars left, and they did some really cool stuff. They yeah. did. You know, Nero. He was a cool Nero. villain. I yeah. mean, I still. I'm a. I'm an effigy fan. <laughs> I think that's Kyle Sinestro. But you know, they came up with some cool villains there. So. The next rebirth, I would say, that would be in DC Comics would have been the Flash rebirth. Yeah, yeah, the second rebirth that came along, uh, bringing us back Barry Allen from what, like a 30, no, not that long, but like maybe a 20, 25 year cosmic nap. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool one. I remember by that point, we had all known each other and, you know, knowing Chris is a big Flash fan. You know, it was like, oh, that's uh, that's going to be, you know, just to see him be excited about that, you know. And, and even then, like, it, to me it was cool because I my favorite JLA is the Big Seven. And you would never get them. You'd get close, you know, like Wally and Kyle. Mm-hmm. But now for the first time, I might actually have the original Big Seven. So I'm stoked, you know. <laughs> so I, I remember reading that. And, you know. I'm glad you brought up Flash Rebirth because that was something that made me appreciate a big thing that DC Comics had, Legacy. Legacy, right? Yeah, and uh, I think I think I, I, I preach that more than anything on most of uh, not just comic books, but like uh, TV shows and movies. I mean, you have, I mean, as many times as they do reboots or remakes or uh, you know things like that with TV shows or movies, you're just getting rid of a legacy that already existed. So yeah. uh, when they, you know, one thing about DC Comics, they, they tend to incorporate that. Well, at least until... Until New 52. Until New 52. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, you know, from the second rebirth of Flash, that led to the Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the DC Universe was revamped. And it's funny because when DC Comics basically ended the first time... It streamlined everything. You know, we, we had, instead of multiple Earths, infinite Earths, we had a timeline. And I thought that was a neat idea. But then again, that was probably because around the time, you know, like, I'd say the first big crossover that I was aware of as it was happening probably would have been Zero Hour. And that, you know, they, I remember, like, I think it was the Zero Issue, and they had the big fold-out map that had the timeline. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's so cool, you know. Um, so that was a neat concept. And then, you know, the legacies grew. Like, I thought that was cool to have, you know, Jay, Barry, Wally, you know, bringing back Max Mercury, uh, Jesse Quick, you know, unfortunately Johnny Quick passed away. Right. Uh, Bart and Iris, you know, all of them there, you know. And even then the villains have that too. I mean, Zoom has a legacy. You know, you could you could tie in Rival. Right. Jay Zoom, Garrix. Professor Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Jay Garrick's. Reverse Flash. Reverse Flash, yeah. Um, and then even Kid Zoom, which was a shame because he was such a cool character. He didn't get to get used as much. I well, mean, granted, he started off as Inertia. Right, he started off as Inertia. You getting his powers from uh, Velocity 9, and then uh, Hunter Zolomon then takes him under, under his wing to make him yeah. Kid Zoom, which such a great idea. I mean, after, oh, right. And that was after, you know, 
the rogues had already well he as inertia he teamed up with the rogues and and killed Bart Allen yeah and oh. uh, uh, the rogues weren't having that we don't kill flashes yeah, it's like well hey, hey we may steal a lot <laughs> we might punch some dudes but you just killed a flash man <laughs> so, it got real it got real real uh, and then uh, it was Wally that ended up putting. Uh, Oh, what a great punishment. Right. Just like somehow like sucked all the like momentum out of him to the point where he was statue-like. And then he put him in front of Bart's statue. And he's in like, you're going to stare at him <laughs> for the whole life. This is what a hero looks like. Yeah, that was – I wish I could remember who wrote that issue because that was some twisted stuff right there. <laughs> so then – but then that's where Hunter Zolomon finds him and decides to give him parts of his powers, which are not uh, – Speed based, but time based. Yeah. So, uh, which you know, most people might not know, but uh, he had to get used to to uh, using time based power powers set, yeah. instead of speed based powers. Yeah. So that was some wild stuff, but yeah, man. But it's just like once New Fifty Two came along, Legacy got destroyed. Because I know for us, like I'd say our big heyday was the nineties, early two thousands. And I mean, it's like, you know, like today I was showing, you know, the Connor Hawk thing. It's like, man, remember when Connor Hawk, when people would say, are you reading Green Arrow? Dude, Connor's awesome. <laughs> you know, now some fans are like, what's a Connor Hawk? You yeah, know? that's so true. Um, you know, Wally and Kyle, they were the mainliners, you know, Young Justice. Um, I mean, God, there were so many books in the JSA book. That was a cool book. So, oh, it's such man. a great book. With uh, you know, con- and talking about legacy, that's oh, I mean, that, that embodied it. That bo- yeah, the book was yeah. you know, it, you could see the generations just in it, and the older heroes teaching the younger heroes, and the yep. yeah. So uh, you know, uh, that's just uh, what it, it's funny that you would talk about that that Connor Hawk thing with the uh, with Arrow. I, it's totally like I, I want to say the New Fifty Two when it came out. And I, I, you can't be too upset with it because Crisis on Infinite Earths is probably our event that made it so that right after after that we started, you know, well, that's at least true. that's when I started reading. So that was our universe from Crisis to Yeah, we're post-Crisis, yeah. Right. So, you know, people who were reading before that were probably like, man, you totally ruined my legacies and <laughs> the stories that I had. There's no Superboy. Clark Kent wasn't Superboy. <laughs> to hell with this sh- crap. <laughs> Lex Luthor's a businessman? This is stupid. <laughs> what about what he built that one machine that made a giant monkey? Yeah. You uh, always rob a bank with a giant <laughs> monkey. <laughs> a million dollar monkey robot. So that way you can still maybe 500000 if you're lucky. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I can't be too upset because New 52 is more than likely DC's way of prepping people for... Uh, the TV universe and hopefully their successful movie universe. Yeah. So that the kids that go and see those shows or see those movies can come and read a comic book that looks like that. Unfortunately, we're still paid for these comic books and we yes. don't want to see that. We want to see the world that we liked. Well, you know, and it's funny because it's like you look at the catalog of stuff. Um, you know, pick a character you want to talk about. So let's say, all right, Green Lantern got lucky. Um, you know, when the new 52 hit, Batman and Green Lantern got lucky. Why? Because it had high-profile writers, Grant Morrison and Jeff Johns. Right. So it was like, no, 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 my my six- to eight-year, almost nine-year baby, you're not going to destroy it. You're going <laughs> to let me finish my opus here. All, those, all that story still counts. Yep. And, I mean, it was a shame because it's like you think about Superman, for example. Before that was going to touch down, we had JMS on it. Okay. He's a self-proclaimed super fan. And he's going to do this story grounded where Superman's going to get touch, get back in touch with his American roots. And, you know, it's like, all right, this is going to be neat. Twelve-part story, so I'm going to invest a year. Okay, by issue five. Screw this. I'm quitting. None of these stories count. And we're just like, what's wrong with JMS? Aww. Well, he's spilling the beans apparently. Yeah. You know? and, and it's funny because if you go back and look at those things, a lot of the characters, they didn't get a cool ending. No. You know? And I know you could probably argue, well, you know, did that happen with Crisis? You know, like, I don't know. It's tough because if you look at Green Lantern, Green Lantern kind of kept in publication until the book ceased publication well after Crisis. And then, you know, they they put him in Action Comics Weekly. And then luckily there was enough fan interest that they said, hey, let's make Emerald Dawn. You know, so it's not like Crisis changed him 100%. But again, that happened with, you know, from Flashpoint. Um 
But, but like Jason it. Todd, right. totally radical character. Totally. I mean, he was literally the original Jason Todd. He was blonde haired and he was an acrobat. And his parents were acrobats and they were killed by Killer Croc. And that's when he decided to swear out, you know, I'm going to do this. And, and Dick Grayson felt bad. Because he was like, oh, I should have really been there for him. And since I wasn't, by <laughs> default, I'll make you Robin. And then so now that's how we got Jason Todd. And it was like literally a Dick Grayson clone. You know, next issue, okay, I'm going to dye my hair black. And I'm going to run around in a little pixie suit. <laughs> and it's like, wow, you know. And I mean, yeah, you know, some of the characters did get a good facelift. Jason Todd's origin, that was cool. You know, the kid trying to steal the wheels off the Batmobile. Yeah, yeah now he's a street tough. You know, and... yeah. I was like, all right, I dig that. I dig that. But some characters suffered. Like, I know one that you could, like, Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Oh, the new 52 <laughs> version. Douche. Where does he exist? I mean, oh I know he's he's in he's in Teen Titans. That's it, right? He does, I believe so. He well, doesn't even show up in the Batman books. No, he's not even in the Batman books at all. He just got Red Robin'd. And they put him in that weird feather cape looking thing. And right. he's in Teen Titans. And then on top of that, they got him running around. He is in a Batman book, I believe. And I haven't been following it, but I believe he is currently Batman Beyond. Oh. Wow. So, yeah. All right. There's that's a, in the future. <laughs> such a weird, convoluted <laughs> future, too. Um, but, yeah, he didn't have that presence like he did. You know, and it's a shame because if you go back, like you know, he just he finally got the like whole blessing from Bruce Wayne, like I'm gonna adopt you, you're gonna be my son. Right, he was the first the first ward of Bruce Wayne that actually you know got in son. there so much that he became his son. Like he adopted him, he became Tim Wayne. Yeah, he, for all accounts and purposes, if Bruce Wayne were to die, Wayne Tech would go to him. Yep, nothing Wayne to Dick, the- nothing to Jason. Nope, it's all for Tom. Uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then and then Damien shows up. Damien shows up. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, get the hell out of here. Got a real son. Yeah, <laughs> which oh. you know, I mean, in the books before New Fifty Two, they they totally um, they 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 kind of had that conflict. They they Tim and, and Damien always had that conflict oh, because yeah. uh, you know Damien being raised by the the demon's head would be you're a total fraud, you're a usurper to my throne and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, obviously, Bruce. Saw something in Tim oh. that he didn't see in the other in the other Robins. I mean, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson was his first. Well, I'd say Dick Grayson. Like, yes, that was his first one. Then you know that's that would be like a son to him because he did raise him, right? But Tim, like you know, it was like he, he you know, it just so happened to be like okay, I was there when Tim's or when when uh, Dick's parents died. I took him in, and you know, and it's kind of funny because if you ever look at parenting, you know. When you're a parent, you're a kid too, because mm-hmm. you don't know what the hell. Yeah, you're growing with your child, and so <clears throat> we got a lot going on with you know Dick and Bruce growing together. And next thing you know, okay, here comes Jason, and Jason was kind of like, well, this will fill the void. You know, I'm tired of being lonely. I'm tired of being this angry vengeance. And well, so, that's what he needed. He needed someone. He needed to temper someone him, who yeah. was just as angry that he could. I guess try it's true. And, that's a good and, way to look at you know, it bring down his anger so that he would bring down his own anger you know he was he was so upset at the uh at what nightwing now had had been doing and and other other things in his life that he needed uh jason dunn i, I assume that's when alfred says the the line of uh the, uh, the or is it alfred or is it batman that says uh batman will always need a robin you know honestly and i i might be off but i think tim was said the one that. who said that. I think it was Tim. Because, okay, in Tim's origin story, which, by the way, a great trade paperback, great story, A Lonely Place of Dying, we, we, we get this kid who's, like, riding around on a bicycle. And, you know, he's taking pictures of Batman fighting, oh, man, I think the guy's name was Metalhead. So he had this, like, crazy spiked ball with pokey ends and he because would, the 90s yeah <laughs> and he'd whip his head around and he'd be slashed and teared up batman and you know it's to a point where bruce didn't even bother to stop and like clean up the blood he just beat the guy they're both bloodied and they drive off and like tim's like oh bruce you're getting so sloppy and he drives his little bicycle through blue through bruce's blood it was like <laughs> what the hell and he actively sought out dick grayson he's like Dude, you need to come back. You need to be Robin. Batman's <laughs> losing it. And, you know, it was kind of like, then Dick's like, well, I'll help him, but I can't go back to being Robin. I can't. And I think it was. I think it was Tim who, like, basically, like, he's holding the costume. He's like, you know, Batman needs a Robin. 
and it was it was somebody to temper him to, and to help him you know be calmer and unfortunately dick was you know a harsher robin who yeah you're right you good point he brought out an anger side you know a crazy side of batman and they both got sloppy because man oh if you ever get to read some of like post-crisis jason todd stories he kills a diplomat <laughs> he just lets the well you know he claims the guy fell but we don't know he could have just pushed him yeah. you know this diplomat rapes some chick and then all of a sudden the justice system's like hey sorry he's a diplomat it's okay <laughs> and jason's like no it ain't <laughs> you don't know who's behind this mask i don't give a <laughs> he jumped i don't know what happened I'm the here. wind <laughs> Okay, so uh, and that's ba- I mean that's basically what you know what we're talking about here with uh, uh, New Fifty Two rewriting a lot of uh, legacies and histories and stuff like that. Basically, the same thing that Crisis did. Yeah. How many years away from from New Fifty Two are we now? Oh man, I would say I think I want to say I think it was two thousand eleven. So we're about five years out. So five years out. If Rebirth is, and we don't. I mean, I assume. You don't exactly know what it is yet. Nobody really knows. Right. It's, it's okay. a tough call. So if we assume that it's going to be another event like New 52 or, or like Flashpoint or like uh, Crisis, do we expect to see another rewrite of history? You know, it's going to be interesting. Um, it's funny. And I know you and I have had this discussion, you know, before podcasting. And, you know, New 52 was supposed to be this big spike to get people excited about comics. And I know I was bad at this, but there were a couple of months where I was buying books I wasn't reading. And I wasn't excited about comics because there was something missing. JSA, fantastic book. Now it's Cold Earth 2. And I learned to love it, but it wasn't the same. And I feel like that's what we've got going on. And it's funny because with Jeff Johns helming this, it's almost kind of like, did he instigate it? Because you look at all the books he has brought back to life. You know, the Legion of Superheroes, when you did that big Superman and the Legion story. Mm-hmm. The Legion, I don't even think they're in publication. You know, it's like, oh, nobody wants to touch that hot mess. Well, I mean, that's exactly what it is. I mean, they tried to do uh, Legions of Three Worlds. Yeah, well, ago. he did that, yeah, right, him, right. And, him and Perez. And, it, and, I mean, how many different versions of the Legion have oh. we seen? And it's it's all because that they exist in the future. So yeah, they can always sell. change. Yeah, yeah exactly. A, and then, and then it's sell. just, it's just a weird book in, in itself. So it is like, it, it's funny. Cause like, I love time travel, but I don't want to read a book about it unless it's booster gold. <laughs> unless it's uh, booster and rip. <laughs> I, you know, I love X-Men, but I don't want to see him time our space travel. Yeah, know? exactly. So it is funny. So it is one of the things that is a tough sell. Um, but I, I have a feeling cause they put this video out there. And it's talking about all this stuff. And, I mean, it's like you look at Teen Titans. Teen Titans is not what it was. And, you know, again, I feel bad because losing Vic, he's a great character. You know, Vic, by the way, is Cyborg. He's a great character. And all of his growing and his learning was in Teen Titans. And now that's not his legacy. His legacy is with the JLA. And it's like, no, he he got to the JLA. He, you know, he proved himself to be such an invaluable team member. You exactly. Know? And, and it's a shame because it's like that that second generation of heroes that didn't really get to grow up. You know, the Dick Graysons, the the uh, Donna Troys, you know, and Cyborg and that group of Teen Titans. You know, it should have been their world to inherit. And then they didn't. You know, it just got Flashpoint. And Flashpoint, I think, the, the I, I feel the company motto in that case was like, okay, let's go back to basics. Because I do remember them talking about something. And it's like, okay, you know, explain the origin of Wally West. Well, he goes to visit his his aunt's boyfriend, and he gets superpowers because his uncle his uncle in law is the Flash. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, so you can't explain Wally West without Barry Allen. Uh, explain Kyle Rayner's origin. Well, you know, after Hal Jordan goes crazy from Coast City, ah, so you can't explain their origins without it because you can explain Batman without anybody else. You can explain Superman without anybody else, and but those other ones you couldn't. And you know, you got your top five heroes. And numbers four and five can't be talked about. And so I think that's what they wanted to do. And it's funny because if you look at stuff like how much of Barry Allen is Wally West now, you know? Right. And how much of how Jordan kind of became Kyle, you know? So right. some of those things they did pick up and they, they swiped from them. But unfortunately, the, the things that held the books together for those years while they were gone is trashed. You know, Connor Hawk, when they introduced him in Earth 2 – he was basically Red Arrow, and they like 
murdered him in such a scary, sad way. And it's like, <laughs> that's Connor Hawk. That name has meaning. Wow. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. You know, and they didn't even bother to introduce him in the new 52 proper. No. You know, so it's like, wow, you know, we're just barely getting Azriel back. Right. And even then, that's going to be a crazy story because it's like, well, wait, we're just meeting Azriel. So did Night Quest not happen? Bane and the whole backbreaking thing? That's, like, what? what, what I what, mean, that's what? a very significant story in, in the Batman massive, mythos. And yeah. you're going to say that it, it never happened or, you know, uh, is this something that's going to happen? Because as you've explained to me many times, it's it went Superman, uh, the death of Superman, the one year. The next year was the, the Batman Breaking the Batman's back, right? Yep. And then the year after that was uh, Emerald Twilight. Yeah, pretty so much. Yeah. There was the three stories that were the main stories for those characters in that decade, probably within the, the couple oh, decades. God, yeah. And uh, they, they've said that Superman has fought Doomsday at some point in this new. Well, 52, in the new Fifty Two, right? it's funny because they had it that it was like some Kryptonian fought. On Krypton. Yeah. So so they took the death of Superman. They said, okay, it happened, but it happened on Krypton. And it wasn't Kal-El. It was another L, you know? So it was something like that. Somewhere in his lineage. Yeah, and it's so just kind of like, So Doomsday can still show up at some point, somehow showing up in, in, on Earth. Yeah, he can show up and do what he needs to do. and you We know, could have the death of Superman again. Yeah, we'll have the new <laughs> new take on it. And I guess, and it was funny because, like I said, they, they I felt like they tried to mainstream the character because it works, you know. A lot of what I see in New Fifty Two, I see on television, mm-hmm. you know, and vice and versa. Movies. Yeah, and those things they feed off of each other. But I feel like Rebirth is going to go back to the point where it's like, okay, you know, because I don't think a lot of people were happy with the Wally West redesign. You the, know, as in the silver, as in the costume, the the powers, all of it. I just don't think people are too excited about it. And I don't really see them using Wally like that. And plus, Wally was never Kid Flash. In this it's like, universe. wait, how did how did that happen? Because we have we have a Bart Allen who is Kid Flash, but I don't think he's related to Barry Allen. Not and like he was before. Not like he was before. So it's kinda like, wait, what? And then you got Wally popping in, and it's like, well, who's Wally? What's Wally? And you know, I, I just think they kind of realize, like, wow, that wasn't a good way to do it, you know. And again, you know, if we if we talk about, you know, what's the word, uh, cultural diversity, you can do it. You can totally do it. You just give us another character and you go forward, mm-hmm. you know, because they successfully introduced a black Superman, African-American Superman. They successfully introduced him in Earth 2, and it works. He's a great character. I hope I hope he carries over into the new Rebirth, you know. And so I think that's what's going to be tough is I think with Rebirth, I think the mission is to take out of all the publication history, how do we get it so they're all together? Like everything's there, you know, because Plastic Man, he's missing. He hasn't really done any. He had like one issue, his origin, and we haven't seen him since. Right. You saw the Eel O'Brien show up in uh, Justice League. Yeah, Justice League. Justice League during the the, uh, what crossover was that? Uh, Was that Forever Evil? Forever Evil. Yeah. Yeah. During Forever Evil, he showed up and and got thrown into the vat of of chemicals. But since then, nothing. Yeah, nothing. We haven't seen him do anything. It's very so strange. Like, and he's a he's a, he's a golden age character. Oh right? yeah, he's been around for a long time. I mean, at one point in time, Batman called him the most you know super powered you know person in the world. He said he was the. Uh, he had the because of his power set. There's no way that you could ever probably kill him. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, he had some high regard for the character. Uh, and and you know, for Batman, that means you, you can utilize him in, in yeah, a lot of like, ways. Hey, that's that's the highest of compliments you just <laughs> got there, buddy. <laughs> so along with this rebirth, they have announced what the book lineup is going to look like after May when this starts. Yeah. So we have uh, in May was it May 25th. May, uh, or June, I'm sorry. Well, okay, you're going to get your, it's all going to kick off with the big book, the DC Universe Rebirth, and the day is, okay, May 25th, that's when it happens, okay, boom. So, right. so then, next thing you know, next June, we got, if you want to toss them out there. Okay, so in June, starts off with Aquaman Rebirth number one, Batman Rebirth number one, Flash Rebirth number one, Green Arrow Rebirth number one. Green Lanterns Rebirth number one, Superman Rebirth number one, Titans Rebirth number one, and Wonder Woman Rebirth number one. 
Now, uh, as you would look at this, you would see that that uh, other than Titans and Green Arrow, that's a that's the core members of your Justice League. Yeah, that's Silver Age Justice League right there. So uh, once again, I mean, if you if we throw into the fact that after New Fifty Two, we got rid of uh, Martian Manhunter from the Justice League and replaced him with Cyborg. He kind of fits in with the Titans rebirth number one. Yeah, I could. I'd be curious to see where he's gonna go with it. And Green Arrow probably being the the next oldest character, as in a, a golden age character that isn't part of the seven for the uh, the, um, the Justice League. The Justice League. Yeah, I mean that's I I, I can I, what's this? it's kind of showing me like a, a rebirth of the Justice League. Oh, I, I feel that honestly. I, I feel like it. Well, it's interesting because if you look at the so it's funny. Uh, kind of looking at some backstory. So last year, yeah, last year they announced Convergence, right? And if you look at Convergence, we had all these like worlds mismatched put together. Elseworlds, you know, the Western Justice League, Silver Age, Barry Allen, you know, all of it put together. <clears throat> and I kind of feel like I think with Convergence, it was something like, let's throw all these ideas out there and let's see what fans really liked. You know, which numbers sold best, which ones did or didn't work. You know, because it's like, okay, we had a Blue Beetle book. And, you know, it was it was Ted Cord, And it was the Charlton Heroes. So do people have a fondness for that? Because the Charlton Heroes are basically the Watchmen Heroes continued. Uh, Booster Gold got his own book. And even in that one, we saw that there's two boosters. There's pre-52 booster and then there's new 52 booster. Um, and then our, our old booster became the new Wave Rider. And anyway, so with that book, it was it was a love letter. You know, it was kind of like, remember this, remember that, here's all these neat things. And it, it left the door open for some stuff because then there's some tie-in books. You've got a Telos book, which Telos, at first, he was the, he was the planet. Then he kind of became the bad guy for Convergence. And in his book, we have Hal Jordan Parallax popping up. And it's like, wait, what? How's that working? And then we discover that the, the pre-52... Superman and Lois, they somehow made it onto the new 52 Earth, and they brought their son Jonathan Ken along. And so we're going to see what's going to happen there. And then we have a book called Titans Hunt. And basically it's kind of like, you know, all the original Titans are being, there's like a call inside, and they're like, it's weird, like I know you, but I don't know that I know you. (laughs) Which I thought was always funny because uh, uh, post-New 52, you had Red Hood and the Outlaws, where... You have um, Roy Harper as Arsenal, uh, basically talking about how he remembers the days when him and Starfire and uh, Jason Todd would meet up at uh, you know uh, Titans headquarters. But then you have Teen Titans show up with Dick Drake and or Dick Drake, Tim Drake, and uh, <laughs> you know the Superboy clone guy, you know, and all, the Con L thing, the yeah. Con, yeah, and, and Wonder Girl, and they're like, oh, this is the first time this has ever happened. Titans is a is our name. We brought it, we thought about we thought it up. So these are both like, new fifty two books. Uh, who, so I guess this is the, this is their way of correcting it. Being like, we oh, remember yeah. these things, but they shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see like what's the grand master plan and. You know, like you said, that first month, I think it's very vital because out of the books you listed, Aquaman, Batman, Flash, yep, they all have a new, except for Titans, they all have a number one following in that same month. Right. So then uh, new number ones issues shipping twice monthly would be Aquaman number one, Batman number one, The Flash number one, Green Arrow number one, Green Lanterns number one, Superman number one, and Wonder Woman number one. And then Action and Detective go back to their big numbers in the 900s. Action at 957, Detective at 934. And they're going to be shipping twice monthly, so expect those numbers to go. God, we're going to have Action <laughs> Comics 1000 in like a year from now. <laughs> and then after that, uh, more rebirth, rebirth specials in July. We have Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, Rebirth number one. How Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Rebirth number one. Uh, the Hellblazer, Rebirth number one. Justice League, Rebirth number one. Light, Nightwing, Rebirth number one. Red Hood and the Outlaws, Rebirth number one. Uh, then new number number one issue shipping twice monthly would be <laughs> how Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number one, Justice League number one, and Nightwing number one. Now that's funny. Out of those rebirths, only three of them out of the what yeah, the six titles is going to get is going to get a number is going to get a continuing title. Yeah. Well, but even then, actually, no. Well, I guess looking at it, because then you got Batgirl, and then there's Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Oh, okay. Hellblazer. Oh, I Red Hood and the Audis. 
the Superman, which didn't have a rebirth, and then Titans, which is a month later after which the is a Titans month later rebirth. After its rebirth. Yeah, and then in fall, whenever they and I, I kind of feel like I, I saw some speculation. I do feel like this is like the secondary line. Like, all right, let's get ready to launch. We'll sit on these, and you know, if this book sucks, we'll replace it with that book. Ooh, good know. yeah, probably. So in the fall, whenever fall is determined. Uh, rebirth specials with Batman Beyond Rebirth, Blue Beetle Rebirth, Cyborg Rebirth, Deathstroke Rebirth, Earth 2 Rebirth, Suicide Squad Rebirth, Supergirl Rebirth, Teen Titans Rebirth, and Trinity Rebirth. Interesting. Trinity. Do you think that would be... I mean, to me, you're talking DC Comics. You When you talk about the, the Trinity, it's... Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Right. But when they had the Trinity War, it wasn't Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Oh, that was the three Justice Leagues, yeah. It was the three Justice Leagues, or it was the, Phantom Stranger, The Question, oh, God, and yeah, that, uh, Pandora. That weird set of group, yeah. Well, I feel like... I, and I think... I, and again, I saw some speculation that somebody else might be thinking the same opinion. We currently have a Superman Wonder Woman book, and we currently have a Batman Superman book. I just figure that's probably like, hey, let's just put it all in one book. Mm, good know? idea. I'm guessing. I don't know. I, w- I would wager in that regard. In that, gar- in that regard. Um, and then new number ones to follow that up would be Batman number one, Batman Beyond number one, Blue Beetle number one, Earth two number one, Gotham Academy next semester number one, Supergirl number one, Superwoman number one, Super Sons number one. Teen Titans number one and Trinity number one. Now, what do you think this Gotham Academy next semester number one would be? Well, Gotham Academy is a book that kind of spun out of this whole, the last big rebranding, which was DCU. And so... Y-O-U. Yeah, Y-O-U. And um, so that one, they they basically kind of have... There's a school... And I'm not reading the book, so I might be a little bit off base here. But there's a school, and basically all these kids are... They're like Junior Robins, you know? (laughs) Is it wrong of me? Because so I'm not reading. I, I'm not. I've I've stated this. I'm not reading books uh, as as frequently as I used to. Um, I am really out of date with what's going on in the DC universe. But as soon as I saw Gotham Academy next semester, I thought I I literally thought the uh, like Gotham Police Academy. Like I oh, thought this was huh. like like that this is going to cool. be some kind of uh, uh, academy for just Gotham City Police that they have to learn how to deal with. Metas and psychotics and stuff like that. I mean, it's obviously if you're going to Gotham as a police officer, you're you're dealing with different type of criminals than you would in St. <laughs> yeah. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, um, that's a good idea for a book. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I I saw that, I mean, I didn't one, I didn't know that there was already a Gotham Academy book, and then two, I was thinking, oh, is one of the Maybe one of the Robins has decided to become an actual police officer, like Dick Grayson did yeah. for the Bloodhaven Police Department, but. I stand corrected. Yeah. This is a school that's just <laughs> teaching Robins how to fight crime. Wow, I just like how you just saw that title and you had like issue 100 planned. <laughs> You're like, I know what my big foil cover is going to look like. Wow, that was some lightning quick thoughts. I like it, man. That's awesome. Um, I'd read that book over this Robin one. Of, I mean, I don't know. It's it's everybody's flavor. I haven't given it a fair shot, but it just it didn't appeal to me. You know, Um yeah, so, I mean, God, we got a ton of books spinning out, a ton of number ones. But, you know, honestly, it's interesting because, like, I don't know. This one, I'm excited. And the reason I'm excited is because I'm, I'm noticing something. They're taking what they've got from the new 52 that's working. Um, when we look at it, we can see, you know, Green Arrow is doing great. I mean, ever since Kevin Smith got on the book, brought Ollie back from the dead. <laughs> what? Green Arrow died? That's yeah, right. kids, read your comics. <laughs> um, you know, but it's like Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, and we're talking probably Barbara Gordon. Um, the Hellblazer, he got a big jump. You know, he's, he's more mainstream DCU. Red Hood and the Outlaws, that's just totally new 52. Um, what else do we got? Cyborg, you know, he's carrying a book. He was always a miniseries guy, so maybe maybe the, the time is now, you know. Deathstroke. Deathstroke kind of, I mean, the last time he had a book, I want to say it was like the 90s. You know, they were they were proud to have him guest star in Green Lantern where he fought Hal Jordan Green Lantern. So do you think maybe Deathstroke's getting his own book uh, because of the popularity of, one, from his character on Arrow, the TV show, and then two, his, his uh, counterpart, literal counterpart in the Marvel Universe... Is Deadpool because when they created Deadpool, he was supposed to be like a knockoff parody version yeah, of our, Deathstroke. He's our mutant Deathstroke. So maybe they're like, "Well, we have a Deadpool over here. 
Obviously, he's not the same. He's, he's not. He does, he's, yeah, he doesn't he's not going to break the fourth wall. He break the fourth wall. That's what they have Harley Quinn for over yeah. in the DC universe. But uh, do you think that's that had any effect on it? Oh, I think so. I think that's you know the fact that they put him out there on TV and he was well liked. Oh yeah, you his know, character. I mean, hell, the actor is Deathstroke. He got in a big fight <laughs> at a convention, so it's like, dude, that's some great publicity, you know. And then yeah, with Deadpool being this big, I could just imagine DC's like. Fuck, we should have put him in Suicide Squad, you know, <laughs> really like we, or maybe he's in there, yeah, we just he, don't know. He might be. That's you know, that's the speculation of who uh Scott Eastwood is playing. He might be playing a young Slade Wilson. Yeah. But I mean, I, I definitely see that it's like, yeah, let's let's take advantage of some risks that we took with New 52 because I will state like I don't know if you're reading the well, I don't think you're reading the Superman stuff, but this Superman Truth storyline, oh, it's fantastic. I'm enjoying it. I love seeing the struggle that Superman's got to go through. So now with I'm sorry. Were no, you, go ahead. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, with this uh, new lineup of books that they they're they're talking about here, that's not like the only books they're going to be putting out. These are just the new books, right? Like, is I, there still going to be a Green Lantern Corps? Is there? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if that's gonna if they're going to do the same thing where it's like, well, we're only putting out 52 books, and these are the 52 books. You know, I I don't know. It'll be interesting when the uh, comic book solicitations come out to match this. Um, or even when WonderCon happens, you know, like, okay, you know, like, because fans out there that are reading, you know, Harley Quinn's Little Black Book, is that book going to survive or, well, like, isn't the, Yeah, as I was say, isn't the Harley Quinn books, like, doing amazing right now? Oh, yeah, she's got, like, three books, I think. And, yeah, and the, so I, and yet they're not on here. They're not on this yeah, list, she's so just got I Harley would assume Quinn. that they're, they're still going to be around. Yeah. Uh, and that she... doesn't include books that exist outside of canon, like, uh, Injustice, uh, or uh, well, I think by that point, Injustice will be done. But I don't know if they were smart; they need to keep that book going. Mm. Oh man, they could totally do a lot, a lot of stuff there. So okay, so I mean, the idea with this, as you see in the video, uh, you know, is Jeff Johns talking about how he wants to get back to a world that that has, ha- like it, it. Okay, so his big thing is that the narrator at the beginning of the books. The beginning of the DC oh, yes. re- book says, I know this world, but something's missing. Speculate on that. Do you think that means a, a certain character is missing? Do you feel the, an emotion is missing? You know, certain words that you say ha- invoke certain things, and especially in the DC universe, you have to watch the words that you say. Oh, gosh. Okay, so it's funny. Talking about words. The big word for me out of watching that video, the essence of the characters See, for me, I always remember Green Lantern was Hal Jordan. Even though you had Guy and you had John, whoop-de-doo. And you had it was, Alan before. Yeah, and you had Alan before. And he kind of they, – they really did screw up the characters in the 90s, the Golden Agers. They didn't right. really get a fair dig. But it was Hal. Hal was consistent. And I always thought that was neat because it was, you know, oh, well, there's Superman. Oh, there's Batman. And then there's Hal Jordan. Like, that's cool. You know, it's not like – I mean, yeah, it was Green Lantern, but – you know, that name, you know, very few characters were also known outside of their secret identity. And if you even look at the book, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, it's like, wow, that's kind of, that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> before Green Lantern Rebirth, you just had the Green Lantern comic book. And, you know, sales were lagging. Um, the, the, they basically, I think they knew they were going to cancel the book. Uh, Pete Tomasi came up with the idea for Rebirth. He got Johns on it. And... You know, the rest is history. And then out of what what happened out of Green Lantern Rebirth? We got it all back. Kellawag was brought back to life. He wasn't this weird, you know, black and white demon running around with a sickle. <laughs> he was our pink skin poozer kicking friend. Uh, Green Lantern Corps Recharge. You know, it was awesome. And one of my favorite pictures from Flash Rebirth, when the whole Flash family is there, including Jesse Quick, Max Mercury, you know, you had Legacy. And it's funny because when DC Comics celebrated their 75th anniversary, they put a book out. And it was called DC Universe Legacies. Mm. And the first two issues were about the Golden Age. The third issue was about the Silver Age. Issues four and five were the crisis. And then, you know, it went into the 90s with the deaths of Superman, the breaking of Batman, and all of this stuff. And it was so cool. And now if you were to show somebody that book who's just a New 52 fan... They'd look at you like, what the hell is all this? Like, none of this makes sense. So we got to go back to the essence of it. <clears throat> so, yeah, I do. I feel like that narrator, yes, he's probably speaking to us. He's speaking to the older fan, you know, and it's like, I love this, you know, like, yeah, I can still pick up Green Lantern and read it. 
I, I would say uh, maybe what a lot of the essence or you know what I got from that too was that after New Fifty Two, you had a Superman that was on on the scene for what five years, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what it's supposedly supposed to be. And and his his what, what was it? Is, is it is it action books or Superman books where where he was in the jeans and the the t shirt? Oh, yeah, action started that. Okay, yep, so action. action. You had no gravity to that character. You had they've they they made him so young that if he were to die it wouldn't seem the same as when superman fighting doomsday died after how many years of 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 being around that's a very good point i mean how is he how is he the superman that when he like inspires people how did he get there after 5 years and you know and don't get yeah exactly and don't get me wrong i like i like the idea of the relationship between Superman and Wonder Woman. I think it, it makes sense, but it's always made sense in the future. Because right now, Superman has to be with Clark or with Lois Lane. Because it makes him human. It makes right. him part of our world inside of part of their world. Yeah. Whereas well, if you're with if he's with Wonder Woman, they're they're two gods. They're off doing their god things in yeah. and, in the sky, literally in outer space. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's funny because that's always been the biggest problem that people had with Superman. Like, I think if he was created, you know, nowadays, he would have been from the future or he'd just be a mutant, you know. But we didn't have that back in 1938, right. you know. And so it was like, well, he's an alien, and that's easy, and everybody was okay with it. And nowadays, he is more alienated. I mean, the Kents, those are gone. There is no Pa Kent. There is no Ma Kent. So he doesn't have that compass. Like, it was funny. I remember, I remember asking you. I was feeling kind of sad today, and I was like, oh, you know. You know, what do you think about, like, who's the most important woman in Superman's life? You know, because it's like, oh, where's my Lois Lane? Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's like, no, it's Ma Kent. And I was like, wow, you're right. <laughs> because the woman could always be, he could have went with Lori Lemus. He could have went with Lana Lang. He could have stayed on Krypton with the famous Kryptonese actress. All those things. You know, Lois is, you know, the story because she was there from the start. But, I mean, he could have been with anybody. But Ma Kent is a big guiding light in Superman and we don't get that with these new Kents we never got that so I think that might be something that we might get re- we'll get back with this rebirth yeah, I feel like that's an essence that's a part of it because you know like again with truth Clark Kent's identity is out there it's like well who cares you know like Clark Kent doesn't need to exist and it's like wow <laughs> actually he does need to exist because that is Superman that's a very important part and anytime that anybody wants to uh, argue with me about how uh, Superman is too powerful, or he, you know, he, there's no way that you can defeat him. And the, the, why? What's the point of reading his comic books or watching his movies? I say it's you. You, you, you find you're thinking of him as his power set. You think of him as a person. Clark Kent is the is the weakness. Clark Kent is the the humanity that you can oh, get yeah. to him through. So if you take that away, yes, then he does become too powerful. Oh, yeah. Now, now he is an all seeing god that you know can't, you can't take down. Yep. He's the he's the Superman in Injustice that becomes that's true the the, the dictator. You know, so no, it's true. If if he doesn't have that Clark Kent, there's no point. He's just Superman twenty seven. So what's he gonna do? He's gonna watch everything. He's gonna inspect everything, and he's gonna be not a man anymore. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. So I do have a theory, or a little bit of speculation, I guess. Right, but you first, I need you to um, either uh, pretty much update me or even the listeners on what's going on with Bruce Wayne right now. Okay, so Bruce Wayne. Let's see. Um, we had the big Endgame storyline take place in the Batman book. Scott Snyder has done some amazing stuff with Batman. Uh, it doesn't matter that it's New 52 or not. You could have just read that as current Batman adventures. So anyways, you got the big ultimate showdown between the Joker and Batman. And they're just duking it out. Like, this is fisticuffs at its finest. I mean, the Joker is, like, impaling Batman with knives in his back to the point where, like, they're not able to use their arms. So they both fall into this cave. And then eventually they emerge. And we've got Bruce Wayne with a beard. And he's just sitting on a bark bench one day. And somebody walks by like, doot, doot, doot. Bruce Wayne, is that you? Yeah, I'm Bruce Wayne. So he winds up going back to Alfred, and Alfred's like, Sir, you know, it's it's time to answer the bat call. And he's like, Bat's call? That's weird. <laughs> so he has no damage at all in terms of, like, you know, that dark, tart, tortured soul. Uh, he finally ends up with Julia Madison. So he's he's living with her. He's engaged to her. Wayne Manor is a form of Arkham Asylum. 
Jim Gordon is Batman. You know, all of a sudden he got younger and remembered he was a Marine and he's wearing the, <laughs> the battle mech bat armor. Which or, is cool looking. Or, yeah. or some, like you told me, uh, would consider Batman year, or Batman Beyond Mach oh, Zero yeah, Mach Zero, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the prototype, yeah. Um, and so anyways, and I, I, I haven't read the newest issue this month, but I think we finally have it that Bruce Wayne realizes, Bruce Wayne realizes that the town is ultimately in terror. You know, this new Batman isn't enough. And that's not a dig. It's just Bruce Wayne. In Bruce Wayne's eyes, or in Batman's eyes, nothing's ever enough. You know, Superman's not even enough. Oh, no, no. So, of course, Jim Gordon's not going to be that. And that's when he realizes, he's like, look, I can sit here and play Bruce Wayne and think I deserve a rest, but I don't. There's people hurting, and I need to do everything I can. So it's kind of like, and I I could be wrong in this because I haven't read it, but I felt like he's got this, like, machine that kind of like took an imprint of his brain and he's going to go in there and kind of like you know mind wipe himself and reset himself to being the bruce wayne that we need so right now he's kind of he's he's lost but he realizes he needs he needs to take the cause up again so with that and knowing what i mean in in Folks, listeners, you can you can come at me all you want because I am, I am getting all my news third hand either through uh, Chris here or internet stuff or whoever else decides to talk to me. So because I haven't read the books myself, but knowing all of that and and knowing some of the stuff I know about comic books and for the stuff that I had read, um, what if Bruce Wayne or Batman, as you know, some people would or a lot of storylines have come to, to put that Bruce Wayne doesn't even think about himself as Bruce Wayne in his head anymore. He thinks of himself as Batman. Right. Batman has come to the point that he remembers that he's Batman, but he also has these twinge feelings, like what the Titans have, of this other time that he was Ooh. Batman. And what do we remember from Identity Crisis when Batman found out that there was a, a chunk of time that was missing oh. because Zatanna totally did that to him. Nate wiped, wiped his brain. He went crazy. He went to the point where he needed to find out what had happened, and then he took it out on the people that did it to him. So he he realizes that there is this whole world pre-Flashpoint that was supposed to be there and is not there anymore. And he, as the world's greatest detective, takes it upon himself to go and figure out how to get back to that world, get everybody back to that world, and that's what Rebirth is. Wow, that could be something. <laughs> well, like I like it. It's neat. The only the hard part is, and I mean, it's it's an easy fix. The only question you know that would be asked is like, okay, well, he's a ground trooper. How does he fight something on such a cosmic level? But that's easy. You know, he's, he's got Batman. allies. <laughs> yeah. It's in his third pouch in the utility belt. I wouldn't doubt <laughs> it. Um, I, I mean, I like that because it is funny. Because you ask yourself, because I mean, it's like, okay, Batman's been around for six years. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you go through all those Robins? Yeah, that's a very good question. That's four Robins in six years. You're a horrible man, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Wait, you know? did, did Stephanie Brown not exist? She just barely came back in Batman oh, and Robin so Eternal. She was never a. So a I Batman don't think she was ever a Robin. Yeah, she, never, a Robin, she never had Robin. that. Yeah, she just got the whole spoiler thing back. Oh, um, interesting. So, but I mean, I, I could see that where it's going to be like, okay, you know, we need to unlock something here. And, and I could see that because it's like, okay, with DCU, they really took a bold chance. Because it's funny, if you look at the, like, the main characters, um, Superman is now going through this whole truth thing. Clark Kent's missing, essentially. Uh, Batman is running around as Jim Gordon, not Bruce Wayne. Um, Wonder Woman stayed herself, but she's kind of got these like Ares-based powers. I think she's the new God of War. Mm. So it's funny because your top-tier characters are not themselves. They're Hal not Jordan's themselves, yeah. running around with um, the gauntlet from... <laughs> oh, man, the, the, the evil... Oh, one of the evil guardians. I, I can't remember. Kronos? No, Corona. There we go, Corona. Corona. Okay. Uh, he's running around wearing his gauntlet instead of a Green Lantern ring. The only one that's normal is Barry, but Barry's basically Wally, you know. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, you know, your top tier characters are not themselves. So it could be something like maybe, hey, let's plant the seed over in, you know, in 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 Titans Hunt. Let's see how people react, and then you know, because we are going to get the big moment when the, you know. The, the, the post-crisis Superman meets the new 52 Superman. Right. So we're going to get that, and it's going to be like, all right, 
Let's see what happens when those two meet. So could that unlock something, or could it even be a respect that you know Bruce Wayne finds out? Hey, we're you know like maybe they finally discover that there is a whole other Earth out there, because DC used to get knocked on for that by Marvel a lot. Earth One, Earth Two, Earth Z, Earth X, you know, and even to the point where Marvel was like, "Well, we're Earth Six One Six. We're not that important. We're just good," <laughs> and. You know, with Marvel, they they finally folded on themselves and they said, "The hell with it. Let's just put the ultimate universe, the things that were good in there, and let's bring them and absorb them into the Marvel universe with Secret Wars." And I feel like with, and it's funny because if you look at Jeff Johns' track record when he did Infinite Crisis, he brought back the multiverse. Maybe that's what's going to happen is we're going to have the multiverse and we're going to recognize the fact that okay, yes, there is a Barry Allen on TV, there is a Barry Allen in the movies. There's the Barry Allen of yesteryear, you know, and we're just going to accept that, that there's different mediums and they all exist and the same thing can be said for the comics. So when you want to read Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, that could be like your Silver Age sci-fi book. But the Green Lanterns could be how, you know, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz handle being newer Green Lanterns because Simon Baz, what happened to him? He just vanished. You know, and it's like, whoa, there's a whole new Green Lantern character that just poof, gone, gone, you know, so maybe that's what we're looking at. You know, the Blue Beetle one's going to be interesting because, you know, okay, we got Ted Cord back, but wait a minute. We've had Jaime Reyes, who in before New Fifty Two got his powers from Ted from Cord. Ted Cord, and it's like, how did they how did they cause that loop to happen? But now it seems like they're going to have Jaime Reyes sitting there teaching Ted Cord how to be Blue Beetle. Yeah, so it could be something. So maybe they're just going to finally say, okay, look, you know, there's nothing wrong with having these characters be what they are. You know, let's go back to the essence of them and let's toss it out there. You know, because. They are they are radically different characters. I mean, if you pick up a book from ten years ago and you picked up a book from today, even though it's called Superman, it's a whole different Superman. It's a way different set of things. So, I feel like going to the essence. We're going to cherry pick what we like, you know, and we're going to put it in there. So it's like we're going to go back to the post crisis Superman, but he's going to have that new solar flare thing because that's pretty damn cool. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a Superman who's like, you know what, I do good, you know, and just does it, you know. <laughs> And, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like we're going to see some – we're definitely – there's going to be some existence opening up, you know, and there's going to be – it's going to be existential where they're going to realize that something that's like, wait a minute, there's more to me than just me, you know. So, yeah, maybe maybe that could be part of it where Bruce Wayne's kind of like, I had a past life, you know. Right, exactly. Like Because if you think about it, he's the first character that was introduced after Barry Allen journeys into the Flashpoint. Right. You know, he was sitting down, which was illegal at the time. (laughs) And he gets this letter from, you know, a possible version of his father. So, you know, all of a sudden it's going to be like, what was I doing before that? Why did it matter? Why was my dad a Batman now? You know, so that could be exciting stuff. Uh, Do you have any speculation what Rebirth is? I just think, honestly, to me, it's, I feel like it's, we're just going to go to everything that was good about the characters. You know, like if you look at, okay, easy example. Flash family. What is the Flash family currently? Well, you've got Barry Allen's riding shot, or he's riding main main haunch on this. Um, you've got this newer Jay Garrick that's in Earth Two, and he's totally inexperienced. He's not really heroic at all. Um, and then you have this Bart Allen in the Teen Titans book that's introduced, and I don't know if he made it back from the future or not. You know, but he got sent in the future by. Uh, Johnny Quick, the evil Earth-3 Flash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Wally's been introduced. I think he has Flash powers, but it's kind of convoluted. And that's it. What happened to Max Mercury? What happened to Irie and and, and uh, Jay? Jai? Jay, I'd say. But, you know, the whole Flash family got gutted. Got gutted bad. So I feel like this is where we're going to be like, no, nah, let's let's go through and let's give it back. Let's Let's remember. Because the Teen Titans... That's the biggest sin of all. There is no Teen Titans. That coming-of-age book, that X-Men book in the DCU is gone. You can't have that happen. 
You cannot have that. You can't even. How do you explain the Teen Titans Go cartoon, which is doing amazing? I hear <laughs> you can't because it's like, wait a minute. There's no Tim Drake there. There's no you know weird looking Superboy there. <laughs> so I feel like this is going to be like it's like okay when you know like I imagine Jeff Johns because he did mention that you know like I sat down with every creative crew you know so let's just say all right Mitch I'm Jeff Johns and I've pulled you into this I'm going to throw a couple names at you I want you to tell me what comes to your mind Superboy. Oh, to me, uh, yep. uh, when you say Superboy, but that's because of my age. I think of the leather jacket. I think yep. of uh, the imperfect, or not imperfect clone, but the half clone Superman, half clone Lex Luthor. Yep, and, and when you look at that silhouette image, that's what that you, looks that's like. What you have you know, there, yeah. and, and I feel like that's what he did. Is he probably sat down with people and just was like, "All right, what do you think about when you hear this character?" Because, like, okay, John Jones, say Oreos. That doesn't mean anything in New Fifty Two. No. Nope. But that means a lot. That was a massive part of his character for 20-plus years. An Oreo cookie. <laughs> you know, when he died, when they killed him in Final Crisis, Batman, Batman of all people, laid an Oreo cookie on his coffin. <laughs> that, you know, and now That's you're, how important you know, it was. Yeah, it was. It was massive. So, like I said, I just feel like he, when he was, you know, when they were talking with people, he just interviewed them. He's like, hey. What does this mean to you? You know, when I hear Supergirl, I think of the headband and Kara, you know, and, and she she never really bothered to live being a human being. She was just Supergirl all the time. Okay. You hear Supergirl, you probably think of the, the angel one, right? And the like, Fire Matrix you know? uh, yeah. one created by Superman. Or Superman, uh, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor on the parallel earth, yeah. Right. You know, so it's like, okay, well, how can we find ways to take that? So we'll keep the Linda Lee identity. You know, we'll play with all these aspects of it. So, you know, I, I feel like that's ultimately what it was, was let's just take the essence of a character. You know, when you hear Batman, boom, there we go. I just want I just want there to be, after Rebirth, I want there to be a distinction of what did happen and what didn't happen. Yeah, that, that needs to happen, too, because we don't have history. And it's funny because DC's always had history. Well, see, that's the problem, I think, is that if it's it's not so much that we, okay, so if you get rid of the history, then get rid of the history. Make it so that we can ha- we know that we have things to expect. Or tell us that this stuff did happen. Don't leave us in limbo, and then that's what's really killing it for me. That's true. Yeah, because it's like, okay, did Killing Joke happen? Well, well, then if it didn't happen, then how did Barbara get paralyzed? Well, you know. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like, t- to me, like when I'm reading Green Lantern, like I know, I know Parallax happened because Jeff Johns stated it in his run. But now that he's not on the book, and you've got this new writer writing the book, I feel like now Green Lantern entered the new 52. Like when John's left with issue number 20, now I feel like Green Lantern fully entered new 52 mode. And it's kind of like, okay, so Hal, you know, because there were a couple times where Hal would state in those runs uh, 21 and up, I'm not used to being the big leader. Mm, What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I have so many comic books where you're on the front cover leading 3,600 Green Lanterns, you know. And so I, I, I just feel that that's what we got to go after and you know let's let's put that history let's put that history down you know that that is very vital well there you go folks that has been uh the whole episode of, of about rebirth and what it means to us what we think it's going to do what does it mean to you what is what do you think it's going to lead if you read dc comics uh one last thing before we go isn't aren't they doing something similar over at, at marvel Marvel kind of came out of theirs. Um, it was funny because they both had their big crossovers last year, Secret Wars, and then you had Convergence. In DC. Now, yeah, and so they had that, which kind of were similar events. Now, the tie-off I think that you're talking about is, so DC put out this picture of a main stage curtain, and it said Rebirth. Ooh, mysterious. <laughs> and Marvel retaliated with a red curtain saying, you know, death means nothing or something like that. And we're so far seeing that it's going to be a Spider-Man event. What does that mean? Not sure. You know, I'm not sure. Um, but things coming down the pipe. We got this current storyline Avengers standoff, which is kind of exciting. Uh, that's going to lead to the Thunderbolts returning back to Marvel. Um, we've got Civil War Two is going to start brewing up here pretty soon, just in time for the movies. And, you know, a whole slew of things. Which is funny because now Marvel is the one with Legacy. You know, when it's you true. say, you know, when you say Captain America, think about it. It's like, well, we got Winter Soldier, we got Falcon, we got Agent 13, 
Um, we got Patriot. We got all kinds of people. And it's funny when you when you when you see that because back in the day, Captain America was just Captain America. Maybe right. Bucky, but Bucky was dead. Right. So. And, and our, or if you could go the other way with uh, the the X Men, you know, X Men <laughs> has quite the legacy with you know starting from its first class, moving on to uh, all new, all exciting, and then you know now it's all new, all exciting Avengers. Like they they are mixed in with you know oh, yeah. all the characters are, are everywhere. So yeah, the Marvel is a big cohesive. So it is. It's an all new, all different Marvel. That's their <laughs> branding. And it is. I mean, we're, we're, Tony Stark was adopted, and he's on the quest to find his parents, and Mary Jane is helping him. Yep, there you go. So that's another podcast for another time, but uh, what did you think? What do you, where do you stand on DC's rebirth? Um, you can catch us normally on, on Imagine If on, the, on, on this network, this Geek Elite radio network. We do our, uh, our little um, challenges to each other of... Reimagining classic Re- stories, and reimagining classic in the other stories backyard <laughs> with the other company's toys, <laughs> or we do uh, character one hundred ones, which I, I, I believe I am having a lot of fun doing, and we've only recently started. I think we've done three now. Yeah, three. And yeah. Uh, you know, these are characters that you might see in a movie or a TV show that haven't really been uh, front street in your in 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 comics. So we we're giving you a little backstory back history on them. Um, other than that, you can find me on Twitter at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Would you like to give out your Twitter handle? Yes, you can find me on Twitter. Rarely, uh, you can find me on Twitter at stuff I should say should being s h u d. And uh, if you want, your Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter. Geek Elite Radio on Facebook is where you'll probably get a hold of both of us more often than not. You can post on the the Facebook page or answer the questions that we put out there. We like to put out little challenges for other people to come up with, um, whether they be battle challenges of who would win or uh, what's your favorite team or, you know, things like that. So, uh, But we also have GeekEliteRadio.com was our website. You can find all the back uh, podcasts and uh, more articles that we've either written or aggregated from other websites but with that being said this has been well i just want to say oh sorry hey mitch (laughs) thanks for having me on (laughs) you know what first before we go since this is the first time i've had uh chris franey on the on the hey mitch podcast by himself uh we can go ahead and him being a comic book uh geek that he is (laughs) we can ask him the hey mitch question of what would be your useless superpower Ooh, what would be my useless superpower? Um, the ability to self-curl my own eyelashes. <laughs> yep, I just look at the mirror and do one quick blink, and they're perfectly flared out. <laughs> How's that going to help anybody outside of a beauty contest? I don't know, but damn, I'll look man pretty. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Self-curling eyelashes <laughs> for a useless superpower. Definitely useless. Now, this has been... Hey, Mitch! On the Geek Elite Radio Network, saying until next time, remember to always geek out. We now return you to a regularly scheduled program.